The Dow hit a record high. Moving steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options to pick, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC, in exit strategy. All right, welcome to another episode of Our Three Cents. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Nick Antonucci, uh, my two favorite exit planning uh, advisors. Which other exit advisors do you know that aren't your favorites, Troy? Oh, you guys are my favorites. Let's just not get too deep into the two greatest words in the English language, as Homer Simpson says, default. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> hey, I don't I'm glad know. you clarified that Homer Simpson said that and not you. Yeah, yeah. I, had well, to, I had to put that in. A quotes. great American, either That's way. Right. Yeah. American. Yeah. All right. A great so, American said. <laughs> so uh, we know that public markets quite often um, are are some of the best indicators. In fact, they're often used as as uh, valuation metrics for private businesses. Uh, the stock market, as accorded. Uh, as as according to the S&P 500 is down almost 20% year to date. It's been worse than this. We've we've had a little bit of a rally back, but uh um you know, those folks that were caught uh not able to sell whatever the reason might have been, maybe you just weren't ready um mentally, maybe it was uh, you know, other issues, but uh you didn't get to cash in. Is it too late? I think that's probably the biggest question on a lot of folks' mind. Uh, so what do you guys think? Well, I, I certainly don't think it's too late, and you can approach that from a couple of different angles. First off is we always go back to the financial planning side of things, right? So yep. if if you can still generate proceeds from the sale of your business that is sufficient to cover what your need is for retirement, right, Casey? Absolutely. Then it's it's not too late in, in that aspect. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that you want to do the planning on the front end to make sure that you do have you have a number that you know you need to get out of the business um, that will sustain your lifestyle. Uh, and right. So regardless, if you can still achieve that number, then it shouldn't really matter that maybe you're not at the top of the market. And and to to the the other angle you could take on this is this is an article from Institutional Investor uh, published in, in the first quarter, but um, it says that. The premium between current price and the last valuation has declined from 58% in the last three months um, to 24% um, in the first quarter. So, so this is on privately held companies. Premium. So premium. They're still they're still trading 24% above previous valuation. Yeah. Um, it's just down from you know the previous quarter. So. It, you haven't had the sell-off or the decline in values of privately held companies, according to this article, that you have in the public markets, which, as you referred to the S P 500 prior, Troy, is down roughly, let's call it 20% yeah. um, More year less. to date. Yeah, but the thing is, when you look at the S&P 500, it started with a price-to-earnings ratio of 30. You yeah. know what the long-term average price-to-earnings ratio is on the S&P 500? Well it's below that. Slightly below 17 the market, yeah. I mean, anyone who's measuring the market against its current value versus, you know, what it was six months ago, you're looking at it relative to a bubble. Yeah. Uh, 30 times earnings is not common. So, you know, I think the, the point that's got to be made, even over the last 10 years, uh, the average 
price to earnings ratio for the S and P five hundred was about twenty. Yeah. Uh, right now it's nineteen eight. Well, and you gotta you gotta it's, look to it's it. It's on the, par. What's happened in the last couple of years is valuations have been extremely high. Absolutely. So it, yeah. yeah. If you if you're running up valuations that are increasing at twenty or thirty percent a year for right. a few years, and then now you have a a little bit of a pullback is is that really going to harm you probably not it's probably better than what you expected if you were doing your planning five years ago anyway yeah so uh, the other thing i think that probably is a reasonable point to make is not only are sellers not in a bad spot but anyone who wanted to buy a business you know it's not as cheap as the public markets might lead you to believe. The public markets aren't as cheap as they would lead you to believe. But the reality is, I think we're in one of those weird times where there's some reasonable parity on either side. It's yeah, not a great seller's market, not a great buyer's it market. It depends on the industry. It depends on the business. Right. And obviously, and, and it all I, comes back to fundamentals. Well, that's know. true. And, and you know, you haven't Always. seen the decline in private uh, company valuations yet. But also, you don't have an open market, liquid market like you have for public companies. That is true. It's, as you said earlier, Casey, it's mark to market, it, real time. Minute by minute. Minute by minute, second, second by second. You don't have that. But what I think, you know, if you were someone looking to sell your business and you started kind of going down that path with a potential buyer, I think what you would have come to realize is from their, on their side, when they come up with their valuation, given macro conditions and the expectation for a slowdown, the valuation is going to come down a bit. They're going to use that as, as you know, ammo to say, all right, I, here's what you think it's worth, but here's what I'm going to come back with. But it's not to say that the, that the valuation still isn't attractive. I mean, brace right. yourself to take some sort of a discount. Um, well, and the interest rates have gone up, so yeah, that's going to affect the yeah, cost of capital analysis. So your, your, co- your cost of capital goes up. That, by default, is going to inc- decrease the value of your business if you're using right. a discounted cash flow method. If you're using a book value method, though, maybe your business is worth more because maybe you have a lot of inventory. That's true. Increased in price and could well be could increase the value. So yeah, and you 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 know when you get a valuation done, you use market related values. It's not going to be the you know the book value of your of your capital or book value of your inventory. I mean, like you said earlier, Casey, and I think this is worthy of uh, fleshing out a bit more. uh, It's whatever type of business that you run, whatever the industry is, uh, the financial condition, a lot of that makes a huge difference. So, you know, we always say that, you know, the value of a business, especially a privately held business is, is contingent upon how much you can transfer it for, you know, what is somebody willing to pay for it? And are they able to attain financing? Are they able to, you know, can you actually transact in the business? It doesn't matter what the valuation is really on paper. If nobody's willing to. That's where most people start. Yeah. But but you're right. Negotiation. You know, I don't know uh, how many times I've seen (laughs) we'll provide somebody with a valuation and quite often you don't hear anything back. But if you do hear back, you find out, oh, yeah, we went to. Well, we went to the bar and discussed it. I had a number. He had a number. We walked away, and I, I, you know, will ask. Well, was the valuation helpful? Yeah, to some extent, but we never showed it to the buyer. Right? Yeah. So right. it's it's you know. a jumping off point for you for your, your negotiations, and it helps you with your personal financial planning. I Absolutely, think, to, to have an, an idea of you know what could you reasonably expect to get out of the business, and uh, you know that ultimately, if you're trying to. If the business is your majority of your net worth, which for a lot of business owners it is, you need to at some point, if you ever want to retire, be able to transition from a 
illiquid asset in your business into some cash that you can spend. Right. There's got to be some sort of liquidity event for you. Yeah. KC, that's probably a concept we need to flesh out in the future uh, if you wanted to buy or sell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you're if you're looking to sell, you need to get your business in shape so that it's um, it's ready to sell. But there are some people that have businesses. Nick, I know you like to call them lifestyle businesses. Why would you ever sell one like that? Yeah, it's going to be pretty difficult to to realize um, the value, to get the value out of a transaction that you truly reap from the business by using it as, in a sense, your own personal piggy bank, right? You're running personal expenses through it. Um, and, and on paper, it's going to look a lot less profitable than it very well may be. Right, because the expenses are much higher. Exactly. And, and, and listen, the profitability any, any, is lower. Anybody who comes in and any uh, valuation analyst who comes in and, and provides you with evaluation should make adjustments to kind of offset those and add back personal expenses. But there's only so much you can do with a high <laughs> degree of confidence. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So the more it is a lifestyle business. Well, and again, it comes back to personal financial planning, too, because if you're right. running a lot of your personal expenses through your company, which is, by the way, not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to do that. But when it comes time to, to sell that asset in your business, it that's where you get hurt on the valuation side. Um, but, you know, you're going to need a bigger number to make your lifestyle work, assuming that those expenses are going to continue. Right. Um, which we have people oftentimes tell us, you know, oh, well, once I sell my business, I'll, I'll stop having those expensive you know, <laughs> business trips and buying the cars yeah. and old like habits that. right they're easy it, to break it's easy to say but it's harder to do yeah no doubt uh casey let's let's do flesh that out a little bit as far as industry goes the if you look for a little bit of guidance from the s&p 500 as far as valuation goes uh some of the businesses that are still well above um their price to earnings ratio the the 10 year average price to earnings ratio consumer discretionaries probably yeah. one of the most expensive and strangely enough has fallen the most since the beginning of the year down 30% like you said Nick S&P 500 overall is down 20 down 30% and still looks more expensive by most metrics uh, price ratios than than it was you know over the last 10 years on average so um you know you've got that one aspect you look at healthcare related businesses and they still look much cheaper so you know kc to your point uh that matters a lot and i mean there is never a time that you want to sell your business when it's financial health yeah is out of whack yeah well and this is this is we're getting into a period of time where we've been talking to business owners about and we've had people tell us before you know i don't i don't want to go through another recession you know i want to try to get out before i have to you know ride it through because you know you could have to put off your retirement or put off selling your business for a few years if we get into I don't think we're there yet. I mean, it seems there's like fears. There's lots of fears about recession, and and the biggest fear, the the biggest driver of that fear, I think, is higher interest rates. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and gonna that's obviously gonna be detrimental to valuation, like we've been talking about. Right. Interest rates going up, cost of capital going up. It's gonna it's gonna thin out your your buyer pool probably because it's I would gonna think. make the transaction more expensive for them. Yeah. If you had a cash buyer, a lot of private equity businesses probably still 
capable of making transactions. There's, there's. Oh, cash. things continue. If you start to see, can you know, economic conditions deteriorate further, those private equity guys are going to be hungry to gobble up some businesses at a discount. Oh, yeah. At a discount is the key, right? Right. Yeah. And even then, they're going to buy a good business at a discount. They're not going to buy something on the brink of default. I mean, you're talking about giving away your business, right? So, you know, with with maybe a little bit of time left. Um, before you do have a recession, uh, we're, we're not saying you're going to go into one, but uh, we do believe that the, uh, the the risk is higher at this point with oh. the Fed still struggling with inflation. I think next month we get another reading uh, from CPI that's expected to be 8.8%, which next would week, be. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's the thing. You, you wind up with... Uh, um, it, numbers like that even though gas prices have come down what's the fed gonna do i mean it's it's hard to say exactly yeah um but i would expect you know the 10-year treasury being a a pretty good guide it spiked up to about 3.48 percent i believe after the last uh interest rate increase from the fed uh usually that's a pretty good long-term indicator as to where the fed might wind up having to stop on their uh on their quest for higher rates to kill inflation. By the way, even if it is lower than the 8.6 that we recently saw in the CPI, um, you you still have a target of two percent. We're way off from that. Yeah, we're not we're not going to get back down to that level for a while. I mean, even if if things were to correct quickly. So yeah. I mean, interest rates are likely to to be problematic for for at least you know another year 18 months right um, I, I think the the big thing that i would like to express to business owners though is it's not a terrible time to sell your business no buyers like i said have uh, have plenty of reason they might would want to get in right now uh but sellers shouldn't have to think that they're giving away their business where we are at the moment and it'll be interesting to see if the type of transaction has any impact on that too you know whether it's being acquired by a strategic buyer or private right. equity or versus strategic an buyers are almost sale. yeah strategic buyers are almost always uh in the market for a purchase so yeah. you know it's not going to be a a thing that that just dries up and blows away but it could you know I'm lower curious, liquidity just, just on it from you know sentiment you know the consensus at this point seems to be leaning more towards a recession in the next 12 to 18 months right so how many of these strategic buyers are going to wait and see how that plays out could we experience a, a period here of lesser volume of transactions as you try to get a better feel for what what does the near term look like because I think that we felt like we went from a period of uncertainty back to certainty when we felt like the Fed was saying, okay, well, here's what we're going we're gonna to do. We were wrong about inflation. We're going to hike. And now it seems as though as we had a negative quarter of GDP forecast for Q2 to be negative GDP, you're kind of in this no man's land again where you don't know what's going to happen right. with the Fed's direction because one side says the Fed has to continue to hike rates to kill inflation. While the other side is kind of like, to a certain degree, yes, but then they might have to slam on the brakes all of a sudden. Yeah, if you topple the the economy, right, you would have to see something. Change. So I'm, I, you know, I, yeah, you might we don't know the answer the to this. We don't, yeah, happens. we don't know the answer to this. It's gonna be interesting to see in private transactions. You know, what is the outlook there? Well, what what does deal flow look like? I've talked to several business owners here in the last few months who are looking to do an internal trans transfer of, of right. value and seen some of those. I mean, you have you have a, a ready and willing buyer at that point that's kind of built in. You don't have to go shop it. I mean, it saves you some some headache in terms of trying to find a buyer sure uh, if as i'm sure the people 
uh, won't be knocking down your doors as much as they were you know prior if we're having a recession which it seems to be pointing in that direction at least technically from a gdp standpoint right right um so you know yeah there's a few other things i think a business owner probably ought to be looking at right now i mean try to get your business as financially healthy as possible but i would also be really careful if you've got loans on the books that have uh low interest rates relative to what the market would provide at the moment like ppp loans or things like that yeah where the rates are low don't be in a hurry to pay those i would not get too crazy about trying to just dump my debt i you know having excess cash if you've got it yeah. uh, floating rate though maybe maybe uh, oh absolutely yeah to try to get away from the floating that rate. Back. yeah i i'm sure you've already felt some pain if you've got a floating rate note but uh you know i think it's i think it's time just keep grooming your business to make it look more financially healthy uh if, if you have your business now in um in shape that you would sell it and you still are a mind to uh, why not proceed yeah bottom line is you haven't missed the boat just because we're in some more volatile times in the public markets private markets are less volatile i would say than oh, public absolutely. markets always um, because of that mark to market effect but yeah i think second quarter we look at a lot of private equity deals second quarter it seemed like the market overall for private deals was down about four percent which is much less than the public market but uh, you know i think some of those markdowns are probably in the works they're going to come it it's going to follow that but it's, it's still to your point kc a lot less volatile than the overall um public markets the prices that you see so yeah uh buyers and sellers are still you're still okay there's opportunities on both sides yeah on both sides no doubt well if you guys don't have anything else i think that's going to wrap it for us thank you for listening to our three cents and we'll catch you next time you just need to commence gents make a great plan man a real mccoy troy our three cents for free All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.